Shulchan Aracharav. We are in Simen Samach in the middle of Halacha Hey, section 60. We are in the middle of learning the fifth Halacha. Yesterday we learned that even according to the opinions that say that mitzvahs ain't zvichas kavana, which again is the minority view, and the Halacha does not follow this view, that mitzvahs don't have to have kavana to, to fulfill that mitzvah, but even according to that opinion, when it comes to Shema, they agree that one must understand the words that one is saying, namely that one is accepting Kabbalah Semach Shema, that one is accepting the yoke of the kingdom of heaven. So therefore, as we ended off yesterday, it is inappropriate that a person's mind, uh, excuse me, a person's heart should be distracted towards other matters. Now the Rebbe now qualifies as to which part of Shema we are dealing with. All the above applies with regard to the first verse of the Shema. The words Shema Yisrael, um, and also this does include uh, the sentence of Baruch Shem Kavid Malchusi Lenvad. So Shema Yisrael Shema Lekein Hashem Echad, and Baruch Shem Kavid Malchusi Lenvad. So, so this is the main expression of one's acceptance of the kingdom of heaven, and also the first blessings of Shemanesi, which we said yesterday. That is the idea of, of praising Hashem. So when it comes to Shema and Baruch Shem and the first three blessings of Shema Nesrei, all authorities agree that one must understand the words that he is saying and even Medievit after the fact, the person would not fulfill their obligation if they said it without understanding uh, these things. Now, from the verse V'yahavta onward, so there a lack of, con- of concentrated intent of Kavana does not, at least B'diyavad after the fact, disqualify one's recitation. So again, in the first place, L'chathchila, a person should concentrate and should think about the words that he's saying throughout Shema, throughout prayer. Um, but even when it comes to Shema, so only the first verse, including Baruch Shenkvah and so there, a person would have to repeat it if they did not have Kavana. Whereas starting from V'yahavta, if a person did not Concentrate on what they were saying, one still fulfills one's, one's obligation. Even if, at the time for the recitation of Shema, one was merely reading the Torah scroll or checking the scribal writing of these passages, he has fulfilled his obligation, even though he did not have that intent, provided he concentrated while reciting the first verse. Okay. Now, we um, there's a question here. Are we talking about just concentrating on the meaning of the words, or having the kavana to fulfill the mitzvah of saying Shema. So in his Kuntras Achrin, the Altareb explains that this statement that we said is based on Rabbi Yosef Cairo's discussion of concentration on the meaning of the words. Nevertheless, the citations chosen make it clear that the same concepts apply to the question of the intent required to fulfill one's obligations. Okay. Now, what is the reason for this? The answer is that the fundamental obligation to say Shema involves only the first verse, because that is a scriptural obligation. With regard to the remainder, which was ordained by the sages, concentrated intention was required only lechatchilo, as an initial preference. But even after the fact, if one said the rest of Shema without kavana, he does not have to say it again, regardless of whether he read it without the intent to fulfill his obligation or without concentrating on the meaning. Now, 
even according to the opinions who say that even mitzvahs of rabbinic origin require that one have the intent to fulfill his obligation, the recitation of the remainder of the Shema is nevertheless an exception. For what is required here is not the performance of an action of a Misa, but rather Kabbalah Malcha Shemaim by Il Mitzvah, but rather the acceptance of the kingdom of heaven and the yoke of the mitzvahs. And this acceptance depends on understanding the concepts of which those passages speak. Therefore, since our sages did not require one to recite the passages again because his concentration on the meaning was lacking, they also did not require him to repeat them because he lacked the intent to fulfill his obligation. What value could there be in repeating words spoken without any feeling? It is enough that they required him to recite them every day, for this will lead him on most occasions to accept these concepts in his heart. But at the outset, they did require the one concentrate. It's only that if it so happened that he did not concentrate while reciting the Shema, they did not require that he repeat it. By contrast, according to those who maintain that reciting the passages from Vihafta onward is also required by scriptural law, one must intend to fulfill one's obligation when reciting everything that scriptural law requires. Nevertheless, all authorities agree that after the fact, concentrating on the meaning is an indispensable requirement for the first verse alone, Shema Yisrael, and as we mentioned, including Baruch Shem. This concludes Halacha Hey, as well as the entire Simin Samach section 60.